Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Now Rattle, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! oh Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Yet another episode. I am contemplating staying up, watching a bit of Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> and watching this for because the bloodline is in turmoil. Height. Height, man. Like, they dropped a hook last week um, about... Not... Strictly about where's Jay, but about there's Jay, meaning next week, and we are here. That graphic coming up about the tag team title match not being in the near future or whatever, but being right now, in between what happened at the Royal Rumble and what's to come oh. at the Eliminating Chamber, is yet more captivating booking. You know what? I'm going to use this. I know this is in the intro a bit, but it's not related to one thing in particular, so I'm going to use this as a soapbox. I'm going to abuse my privilege on this podcast <laughs> and just have a little bit of a pop of something, because I believe it was my esteemed colleague, Michael Sidgwick, that said it first, but it's been pissing me off more and more and more over the last couple of weeks, and he just dropped it in casually. These podcasts are so good. Like Some of the best insights just hide in senses yeah. about completely different things, right? Dropped it in casually when we like were talking. Like jazz. Yes, Exactly. Things we're not saying. Listen to the notes that aren't getting played. So if you go back and listen to all those pandemic podcasts watching WWE in the Performance Center, it's the stuff that we're not praising. It really <laughs> made Alistair Black versus Apollo Crews for 27 minutes in an empty gym as great as it was. No. Early this week, I, I can't remember the subject, I'm afraid, but like we'll flesh it out a bit now. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, the Cody and Sammy discourse, which feels like it's dissipating because Cody and Paul Heyman was so brilliant. On oh, that. yes. Like, if I was never really on that train, but, like, a lot of people were on the big rumble. We passed it. We, we passed through. But I was seeing a lot of... I don't think people were meaning to do it, but WWE has been WWE for so long that they yes. don't know any other way yes. to approach it. It's like, man, like, just... The Cody stuff is, is great, but just what's happened with Sammy is so organic, and it's like, how, how are they going to get out of this situation? Maybe there's nothing to get out of. Maybe it's not organic. Maybe it's been f***ing booked for the last eight months. <laughs> yes. Right? Cody Rhodes' tip fell off and Vince McMahon was in charge. I will accept that who knows where things would have gone. Yes. 
But the one thing we said, even with Vince in the chair, was I think me and you were working that show and we were doing, oh, that could be bad. Six to eight months, I reckon. Blah, blah, blah. Royal Rumble, perfect. Yes. Cody's going to win the Rumble. That was the one thing we could like say for certain. So when Vince leaves and Triple H comes in, number one, it means that the bloodline doesn't go off the rails because Vince doesn't get bored one morning. And exactly. we actually get a storyline that is building that then gets to continue to play out and get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. It is not an accident that we arrived in January and the bloodline was where it was. It's called booking. Yes. But that has been such an alien concept to people with WWE for so many years. Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, uh, Daniel Bryan, the list goes on and on and on of things that have gotten over, genuinely, organically, because the company were pushing something else. And the fans were like, no, thank you, we want that. Fans did go, we want that, as relates to Sami Zayn, but they weren't going, no, thank you. If anything, it was, thank you, for the last six months of this really interesting character development. Now we want this, now we want this. I want to give Triple H a bit more credit. And again, I'm not putting words in Sidgwick's mouth, but he highlighted that the organic element of it was perhaps misplaced here. I want to give Triple H credit for, you know, thinking that the Bloodline and Cody Rhodes would happen on the same night. And what are we going to do with that? Not... Oh, God, it's January. Oh, my God, we haven't got any songs. <laughs> like, perhaps when he knew Cody was coming back in January, that maybe, I don't know, November, he was like, right, we've got war games coming up, but we know what that is. How you book is you start at the end of the story and work backwards, and we know that Cody and Roman is the main event, but Sammy's going to be a thing in the mix by then, so where's he going to figure in? Well, we'll figure him in at Elimination Chamber. Well, if we're figuring in Elimination Chamber, the big thing needs to happen at the Rumble, and so on and so on and so on. They have booked... This is not, oh my God, Sammy has come out of nowhere to become this big star. Like, dare yourself to assume that they have thought about this too. Like, I know Vince is back in his chair, and I know that WWE is going to WWE, and I understand the trepidation of people thinking, oh, is this going to get to WrestleMania? I get it. Like, 30 years plus I've been watching this, and for, unfortunately, 20 of those, I've seen how many times things have been derailed. But I just... Do not feel it. Not only because I'm being rewarded by so many tremendous performances by the wrestlers involved, and the story hasn't let me down yet, but assume that things will be okay, yeah. and maybe they will be. If it goes wrong, like, it's the lamest victory lap to take on Twitter. Yeah. Like, folding your arms and saying, <laughs> knew they couldn't stick the landing. Like, nice one. Like, get your retweets that day, <laughs> but I'd rather be on this journey. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be actually just like engaging with this story and the drama as it unfolds with the safety and assumptions that things are going to turn out all right. You get it in AEW because they've rarely betrayed that Mm -hmm. faith. Yeah. Like nobody, absolutely nobody, when this uh, MJF and Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson story has been playing out, people might have said, I'd like it to get more personal. I'd like it to feel more like they really hate each other. It's not just for wrestling, for wrestling's sake with the Iron Man match. But nobody has said... I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're really gonna ratchet up the, the the sort of like the personal blood feud element of this. I don't know how they're gonna do this. Like they're gonna arrive in like three weeks for the pay per view, and they're not gonna have anything on the docket because they know that AEW is the company that thinks about this yeah. properly. What I'm saying is, I think WWE are thinking about this properly, and I would encourage people not to worry. Like really, like Sami Zayn is a babyface at the level he's at right now because it has been booked that way we get another element of the story tonight with this tag team title match and that's kind of like I'm trying to tie it back to Smackdown but I just like ahead of this and what we're going to preview and indeed Elimination Chamber which like I I cannot wait to talk about next week in the go home week for it like and indeed cover the show it's whatever plays out is not getting to work that day and Vince McMahon changing his mind yeah like that it could be I, I understand that the risk is there because he is there and things can hang in the balance but like those roars of uh, like a bunch of frightened writers on a Friday put a raw together on a Monday afternoon. Vince went, I hate it. Like, this is not that. 
And frankly, with the bloodline, if you look at the timeline, never really has been. Sammy appears with them in April. Things get ratcheted up in June, July, August, at which point he was resigned, like old man was resigned in disgrace. So the times in which you were really starting to give a toss, Vince had nothing to do with it. Mm. It's not organic. It's pro fucking wrestling. So don't put that one on. I really tried to censor myself yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? I like. I just thought like that was worth mentioning ahead of what happens tonight. It's like... <laughs> What they're going to do? This is another big week where they've kind of like they're going to have to like. I've seen the conversations, I've seen the tweets, and the thing it's, I'm not picking on anyone in particular. I've just seen the discourse. Of like, like they've got to like this Jey Uso detail happening now. Maybe they've thought about that because it falls between the Rumble and Elimination. Maybe that's exactly how this should play out now, where we're questioning. Yes, will he be there? How's it going to factor in? You know, you know, I was late to the party when it comes to Game of Thrones, but even halfway through that dreadful final season, I think that's a fairly universal mm-hmm. agreement that, that they, they botched it. Even halfway got, through they that... They got places pretty quick, didn't they? Even halfway through that, <laughs> I went... I think, no, they, they, they'll have written this, so there's yeah. a plan. They're going somewhere. Don't, I, it, no, she can't just have died with all the rubble falling on her. They'll have a, <laughs> a decent story. And they balls all that up, but I could only be smart about it after the time because I was so invested in it. And that's, that's what I have now. you want to, yeah. Yes, I may turn around. We may sit here in April, May, you know, whenever, mm-hmm. 2024, and say... Drop the ball on that. Roy Hodgson gif. Ah. But, but don't, yeah, don't ruin it for yourself. Like, the, we're living in, in a very rarefied air when it comes to Dory Dewey storylines. I understand the uniqueness of that as well. I get the um, uh, concern, I suppose. I, d- I get it. I genuinely do get it. But I, like, <laughs> like Bernie Sanders, I am asking you once again, if, if you are unable to detach yourself from the mental state that Vincent Mann put us all in, that, like, he will ruin this, WWE will ruin this, they will drop this ball, then I I don't know what any of this company can be for you. I'm not encouraging people to just stop watching. I know for a fact, because we have some awesome, awesome listeners that engage with us um, regularly on Twitter, and I know a bunch of those listeners would often tell us that they um, listen to WWE rather than watch it. Like our podcast has become yeah. that for them, and then if there's something interesting, they might tune into that, or whatever. Whereas they watch AEW, and it's that review serves a different purpose than the, yeah. the WWE yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed pretty much since the T-shirt week was uh, the bloodline becomes the caveat, and now I'm having like loads of fun on a Monday with people enjoying the Judgment Day, and it's like just some good things are happening, <laughs> yeah. and it's like you like if you're engaging in that, then you've kind of been reminded that some of WWE can still be for you. And I just would really, really encourage people to especially allow that to let it in. Like in WrestleMania season, I would say that, I suppose, because that was always my big kind of like, that's when you got to judge Triple H idea was was the now. And we're in it. We're living it now. But like so far, so very good. Yes. January tick, you know. like This is the thing is is for so many years as, as wrestling fans, obviously it's mainly because of old git who used to do it yeah it was like ah oh, rumble 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 and then ah oh, wrestle wrestlemania here we go and the interim whether it be the chamber or no way out or bloody fast lane or mm-hmm. roadblock or whatever they call it <laughs> was like oh yeah there's a pay-per-view and i'll pay money for it but i'm not really that arsed and they're clearly just sort of kind of spinning their wheels yeah because oh we've got to pick someone to we all know it's going to be so and so like the elimination chamber pay-per-view could have one match on it 
Yeah. And I'd, I'd pay 50 bucks. I'd cancel my network subscription and, and pay those bloody uh, pay-per-view companies. <laughs> That's what a headline match is supposed to exactly. be. Exactly. That's the, the, the old days of something draws the house. Like, And I'm going to pull another uh, comparison out of my arse here. Um, this time a film rather than TV one. I'd compare this to one of the greatest films of all time, Hook. Um, because... <laughs> yeah. Peter Pan's, spoiler alert, everyone, I think it came out in the 90s, so I probably should be all right. Mm -hmm. Peter Pan's eventual victory over Captain Hook is informed by Rufio's loss to Captain Hook. Ah. I love that you film. You put man. Hook over early in order to... Sami Zayn losing to Roman, heartbreaking, will inform Cody Rhodes' victory at WrestleMania, in my opinion. Plus, it's Sami Zayn. He's always kind of over. I know he's incredibly over now, but it is April WrestleMania if you want to do the tag title stuff. And I think the J thing that we could get into in a second mm -hmm. will inform that and will not make it feel like, eh, you have the tag titles. Like there is going to be an explosion of celebration if two best mates reunite and take those tag titles after what would probably be over like 600 days or something as, as champions. Getting up there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the whole, you know, implosion of the bloodline along with that on the same weekend yeah what was i gonna say uh oh yeah <laughs> and a couple of months after that there's a money in the bank ladder match there is and i know i say every fucking year but if you're gonna give it to sammy one year why not this year maybe they've been waiting for us to potentially be in the building for it uh, like i want to i want to like screw the pooch and blow the promotion but like We'd like to get ourselves down to London for Money in the Bank this year. We'll be there. I'm just going to manifest it. I've already said this about oh, WrestleMania. Oh, you said about WrestleMania. I haven't seen any plane tickets. Uh, right there. Aye. But Money in the Bank, like, hopefully, might be able to do some more culture stuff down there. Those that joined us in Cardiff know that that oh, can be a God. really good time. So, like, we'll be we'll be trying to keep up powder dry in London. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they knew. Much like they needed at least one of us there for Dominic Mysterio's yeah. turn. They've been waiting for you specifically to get your... Sammy Zayn, Money in the Bank, cashing. So tonight, Usos versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet for the tag titles. 570-odd days, I think, mm -hmm. the Usos have been champion for. Um, before I get your thoughts, I want to give a shout-out to Stephen Hodges, who sent me a lovely email. I forgot to reply to it, Stephen. I will do in the time it takes me to upload this podcast. <laughs> uh, who's done a bit of fantasy booking for tonight and the road to WrestleMania. Stephen writes, um, a crazy prediction for the tag title match. Jay doesn't show up. Postman Pierce tells Jimmy he has to forfeit the titles if they can't defend them. Since Jay isn't there, Sammy can replace him, like was done against, I'm in the flipping judgment, do you? Mm -hmm. Sammy and Jimmy wrestle against Braun and Ricochet, retain the titles. This causes Jimmy to think back to his own beatdown from Roman that caused Jay to quit in the I Quit match back Oof. at the start of all this. Uh-huh. This basically leads to Jimmy and Jay going face. Also explain why Jimmy isn't at Elimination Chamber because he you know, might have issues yeah, getting yeah, into yeah. Canada. This angle ties the start of the bloodline with Jay losing to Roman because of Jimmy throwing in the towel as well as the beatdowns on Jimmy right into the demise of the bloodline. Mm -hmm. Jay is there by force, not by choice. It helps tie the whole story together without Sammy having to actually beat Roman as much as, as, much as that is what I wanted most. Um... Now to SmackDown, so I can't be proved wrong. Also, I must say the reason you know this story is so great is it actually causes exhilaration when something happens. It is currently the best storyline going on. A friend in wrestling, Stephen Hodges. Side note, as a NASCAR fan, listening to you guys explain that segment had me dying with how you perceive things. More on that later, Stephen. <laughs> but thank you for your email. What do you reckon to that? And what's your booking for tonight? Well, thank you, Stephen, very much for that. And to sort of Stephen's point, and I guess how we've started with this podcast... 
booking. Like, again, like fantasy booking, the idea that you can speculate on permutations, as we have done pretty much since AEW began, as we have almost never been able to do in yes. all the time we've been podcasting about WWE. Again, I still I'm, remember I say every time me and you messaging each other in the midst of the pandemic, going, they've not screwed up the Bailey and Sasha story. Another week yet. goes by and they've not derailed it somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, like, uh, but that's a one-off, isn't it? We like we yeah. use that as an example because it was such a rule-proven exception. So yeah, like to Stephen's point, like I hadn't even considered the idea that um, like Sammy, even though Jimmy booted him in the head at the Rumble, that Sammy could go and like they kind of had that skirmish last week. Mm. Sammy could kind of like get back in with Jimmy. Like, could he find a bond again? while Roman's not looking, almost. A uh, bit of like a storyline mm, contrivance, but he could make it so. I, uh, you and I have gone in a bit of a different direction, haven't we? We have. He's, Stephen's given me a fantastic opportunity to plug an article that I'd love everybody listening to this to read if they haven't had the chance yet. It's at whatculture.com forward slash WWE. And it's called, NOBODY, <laughs> all caps, should acknowledge Roman Reigns because, dot, 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 and this is not me like I was at last year's WrestleMania whinging that I thought the whole act was a fraud. Quite the opposite, in fact. I, too, have gone back to 2020, and I I can't quite sanction that this was like a date. Like, in 2020, in the middle yeah. of the Thunderdome, they were like, you know what we got cooking for Elimination Chamber 2023? It's going to kick your ass. Even I wouldn't sell you yeah. on that one. However, you can retrofit a lot of the things that have happened to where we are now. And what I have enjoyed doing when I was tracing it back was, basically, we've always said that the kind of like the magic of Roman Reigns, even when I thought the run was, like floundering, like Finn Balor was falling off the ropes and like John Cena was your kind of last big match or whatever. Mm. The magic of it is that he's a massive coward. Yes. Like Roman came back and just started doing things straight away to preserve an idea of being the big man rather than actually well, even being... Even when he won the title at Payback. Yeah, like from the very beginning, this has been about preservation and about reconciling something that he never could be. Like, he was never really accepted as the number one guy. And he's only done it by kind of faking it the whole time. Yeah. Like, when he absolutely has to fight, even then, and like a brilliant Reddit user who I'm, f- like, forgetting the name of now, but I put them over in the article, I link them, it's all there. Tabulated every Roman Reigns title defense, and the, the, the stats don't make good reading for the tribal chief, put it like that. Numbers don't lie. He's not <laughs> a disaster for... He's nothing without his family, which is why family has been woven into the Cody Rhodes yeah. story. What I, what I realized was that Cody um, coming back in 2022 and saying, I'm going to win the WWE title because my dad never could. I'm going to be the number one guy because I know I can be. And has then done what Cody always does, which is does the work. Stands in polar opposite to Roman returning after the pandemic and thinking, I'm going to do the very opposite of the work over and over and over again. And like three years later, here we are. Yeah. He's still getting away with it. And those two things, like what has been quite nice is that you can look at day one Roman Reigns 2020 to now and actually... Not the pay-per-view. No, and perfectly sort of compare him to Cody Rhodes on his own comeback story. So there is some LTST and law there. I would really encourage people to read that. And to, st- to Stephen's point, the idea that like Jey Uso has, like, there has been various points where Jey Uso must have thought, oh, man, like, maybe this isn't as rewarding as I thought. But those titles strapped across the Uso's shoulders have been, like, the validation. Mm-hmm. Roman says a lie, and he says it loud enough and big enough and long enough until he's on top, and they're on top, and it's like, see? Mm-hmm. Like, look, you like you listen to me, and look what's happened. You, like, you're the main event guys. I'll acknowledge you one time, and he never got around to that acknowledgement, did he? Mm. But like, the like, it's always like hanging on. And Zayn, not being part of the family, was the first one to realize the sham. Like, he because he's not literal bloodline. It, it had to be him. He had to be the first one to be like, 
You're a fraud, mate. You're an absolutely, you're an absolute Can't fraud. see the wood for the trees. Can't see the wood for the trees and the bloodline on the island of relevancy. Um, all I can see is Roman's knob. <laughs> uh, so it had to be Sammy. And now we're like, has Jay figured it out too? And all that. So I don't mind that. We have only gone down a different route. Well, number one, because as those long-time listeners will know regarding Dominic Mysterio, we've never been wrong nope. yet. So we wouldn't risk our 100% record on some fallacy. And I mean... <laughs> Folks, where's the lie? But we stumbled into this before last week's SmackDown. What were we doing before? Yeah. Potentially booking what we're going to see tonight. We happened upon the realisation that with no Jey Uso between now and Elimination Chamber, what do you do if the... Um, how do you do it if Braun Strowman and Ricochet's title shot has to be, come before the pay-per-view? And when the Usos defended against the Judgment Day... Adam Pearce made a situational call to allow Sammy into the match because he's made a situational call weeks earlier mm-hmm. to allow the judgment day to apply like a freebird rule. And he was like, fair's fair. Pretending like WWE super consistent. Fair's fair. <laughs> I did that for them. I'm going to do that for you. And everybody was like, yes, actually. Level playing field. That works out. We thought, what if Jay is still AWOL? What if he's Wall? <laughs> Solo Sokoa could step in as a makeshift partner of Jimmy Uso for the night. And then you're like, I oh, but that's a bit convenient, isn't it? No, because yet again, Adam Pearce can say, I'm going to make this concession for you and allow Solo to step in because I allowed Braun and Ricochet to step in when the uh, Banger Bros got injured yeah. two weeks ago. The exact same thing has happened and kind of ties to the Judgment Day one of, look at Pearce trying to be consistent with his tag ranks and with mm-hmm. his tag belts and all that. That feels like the play tonight. Not just that, Solo and Jimmy win. Mm-hmm. So now Roman, at his gaslighting best, can be like, I knew you guys had it in here. There's more steak and sushi on the bus. Another W for the bloodline. Maybe we're fine without that other guy. What was his name again? John? James? I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. maybe we'd, maybe the, maybe all is absolutely fine. Circle the wagons. In the bloodline. Yeah. And Jay's out there, and he's watching, and he's listening, and he's hearing. And Jimmy is kind of looking at Solo, and like, like even Roman can like put his arm around both and be like, hey, Jimmy, he's your best partner ever, right? <laughs> he's like, uh, he's your best partner ever, right? That's why the bloodline has held these tag titles for yeah. so long. Uh, and like, Jimmy's like, uh, yeah, yeah, tribal chief. Oh, God. And then even now he's realizing that, oh, God, like things are not as they should be in this group. Plus, mm-hmm. on final edition, because I think that's perfect. No notes. Or Braun uh, joins the bloodline, turns on Ricochet and joins <laughs> the bloodline. <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to add to that. I mean, you look at a team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet and you look at the history of WWE and you think, hmm, who out of those two is going to eat the pinfall uh, in this <laughs> match? Um, Samoan Spike as Ricochet comes off the top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry, but that's what needs to happen. So, look, uh mirrors the rumble spot in Logan Paul's position and just springboards off, meets him halfway in the air with Samoan Spike. <laughs> Yeah, I like the Simone Spike out the air because this could be a re- like another really great showcase for Solo Sokoa as well. Yes, like he, I think he does win. I think he picks up the pin and Roman like milks that in a very very gross fashion this week or next. Ugh. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray, and I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll presents the Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. 
I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Anyway, right, let's look at the rest of SmackDown. Also advertised for tonight, number one contenders match for Gunther's Intercontinental mm. Championship match. Uh, it's Mad Cat Moss. You crashing on Medkit? <laughs> uh, versus Karrion Cross versus Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. Hmm. 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 Uh, it's not Parry and Pross. He's finished. Uh, I refuse to go back on that one. The Rey Mysterio match followed by the Royal Rumble booking and the news that the Rey Mysterio, there was an injury sustained and he got beat. I, I think Triple H has sold, all sold his, his stock, stock yeah. maybe. Like, we'll see how that plays out. Madcap Moss is interesting, right? Dark horse here for me, Madcap Moss. They've beat him like a drum of late, like by Karen Cross, no less. Uh, but we've seen it in the flesh. Um the guy can goo. Yeah. In like he's for his body type and his how jacked he is and his height and he's so handsome and all this sort of stuff. He's like you would think he's this very and like because of how he's been booked in truth. You would think he's this super generic WWE sports entertainer. Build a sports entertainer from the ground up, you get mad cap mass. He's got more in there. Uh I wouldn't advocate for him to beat Gunther, but if he could outmuscle him and like rattle Gunther a bit, the sprint and comeback sequence would kick. Yes. Look, let's be honest. No one's buying Gunther's dropping the title to whoever wins this match. No, and that's the thing. You're kind of setting up a loser here, right? Uh, Triple H's booking patterns suggest that I actually think they'll go with um, Santos Escobar because he likes his, we can do a six-man, we can do tag team yeah, matches. Yeah, They're on SmackDown. He's and not. Santos is so good. Like, the match would be a lot of fun. There's, again, there's no threat of a title change, but maybe that's not what you're doing. Maybe you're kind of like... You're allowing yourself a few weeks on the house shows, a few weeks on television of a, like the six the six man match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, like it's it's not a bad uh, little profile piece for the Legados to get this. Like they're gonna like they could win a tag match against Imperium like a six man, 
and that'd play pretty cool, wouldn't it? To set up the, yeah. the, the title match. It's just how he books. So I, I think I think it'll be him. But Madcap Moss is an interesting dark horse. Uh, I mean, it just if it is Rey Mysterio, it can only be Rey Mysterio for the existence of a finish. And quite quite frankly, uh, I would just as happily see that tonight. Actually, yeah, one way or another, Rey Mysterio is going to get is going to have the match. Can't talk today. Is going to lose one of the matches. Yeah. Due to his bloody son interfering, preferably still in the NASCAR overalls. Yes, please. Um, I think I'd probably have that here because, like you say, I'm kind of. I was so into the carrying cross thing, and then heading into the Rumble weekend, I was like, "Here we, here we mm-hmm. go." He's lost to Ray. All right, it's still okay, it's still good because <laughs> Karen Cross is going to murder him and chuck him out of the Rumble, and then they went, "No, no, no, we're just going to do uh, the I'm, Dominic stuff, and Karen's going to be in it, but not really make any impact." And I don't know if like cards get marked in the Triple H era versus the Vince McMahon one. But, like, I loved Dominic coming out with the mask. But there was obviously another plan if Ray wasn't injured. And that getting shelved. It's like a big WrestleMania program, isn't it? And that being put like that. In WWE law, that never bodes well for the guy that, like, the other guy does it, like Karrion Cross. Didn't Karrion Cross beat up all of Legado del Fantasma once? He did as a, um, yes, it was uh, as a baby face. <laughs> anyway... Karen's actually run through the names, go from from right to left there, and ask me individually if you if I think they're going to be the number one contender. Santos Escobar, no. Rey Mysterio, no. Karen Cross, no. Medkep Moss, no. Riddick Moss Ooh. is going to be the one. That's how you make it, not just oh, it's going to be blue. He's like, want to take a good long look at the crap they got me wet? No, he's, he's not to go that far. <laughs> But I think get rid of the madcap bollocks, please. Call him Riddick Moss. Keep everything else if you want. Even him potentially crashing on Emma, right? You crashing on Emma? Because then, they're a real life couple and you don't need to fake all this bollocks. But yeah, Riddick Moss is a good shout. I like, like you say. You do like for, three weeks of build up videos called yeah. The Chronicles of Riddick. There you go. But yeah, I, I, either him or Santos, because it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. no one's taking him off the titles off Gunther until he faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And Ooh. he's not going to take it off him there either, by the <laughs> way. Um, I don't believe you, Dave. Dave Meltzer ah. today in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, or yesterday, whatever it is, uh, said, uh, no, 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 no plans for that. I was like, is it? Or are you just saying that because, you know, you're a little bit of a worker sometimes, Dave. <laughs> and... Uh, God, looks already looks oh my God. stacked for WrestleMania. Give it to me. Although I don't mind having Gunther versus Brock at SummerSlam if need be. Although I no. would, by that point, probably have Gunther lined up for the world champion, Cody Rhodes. But that's a lot of forward fantasy booking. Yeah. Um, let's talk instead about Elimination Chamber. Um, already quite a few matches, obviously, on that card. I, I've said before. There only really needs to be one. Yeah. And you've got it already. You only need about one more than there is as well. Yeah, Not you've got... got Two chamber matches, obviously, one for the US title, one for Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, Roman versus Sammy, and Edge and Beth versus The Judgment Day, represented, of course, by Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Tasty-looking six-woman that might get booked on Monday's Raw as well. Of course, I didn't think about that one as well. Yeah, Yeah, my other question was going to be about, because they've obviously gone out of the tag title tournament, Um, they're not called the Bang Bros or whatever they (laughs) they were previously called, but they are still brawling and fighting with the Viking Raiders. Some sort of gimmicked match, maybe, for the... Chamber pay-per-view between them and, uh, well, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus the Viking Raiders? Hope not. I think it could be TV stuff. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Viking Raiders, I kind of feel sorry for them. Like, there is always... Wrestling's weird. It's fickle. And fickle. M- MJF has been right to acknowledge that on television. But fans will pick up on stuff and then suddenly... What's the Sinatra line, is it? Or, the, you know... Isaac Kite in April shot down in May. Oh, yeah. Wrestling has a habit of that. 
like the Viking Raiders took part in one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in real life against Ricochet and Alistair Black at TakeOver New York. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I, and I hate the gimmick, truthfully. Like, that sort of stuff. I think I made it clear on podcasts before. It's not, <laughs> not really for me, that kind of thing. And yet, kick-ass matches will have you buying into anyone, even if they're dressed as, like, adult cartoons. Like, no offence to the... Was it LARPers? I don't know. Anyway, but, like, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, scene, yeah. Whatever. It's not for me, but, like... They're, they're so committed to it. I'm kind of like, fair play. And then when you kick ass, what, do whatever you need, whatever gets you through. I believe it was the scholar Kurt Angle who once said, we all have vices. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad they have, they're into Viking stuff rather than what he was into in that point. <laughs> but uh, then again, they do shoot them, so maybe... <laughs> Where was I? Aye. The rebadge hasn't connected in any meaningful way. Uh, it's happening. It's happening in front of you. Something's happening. It's happening in front of you. You know, Valhalla's not a terrible addition. Valhalla's not a terrible addition. She just doesn't really feel like an addition. No. It's like the push hasn't got started yet. And are people just too stuck in the Viking experience? Bowling. Like, hey, the handsome one. Like, is it... Did, have they killed him? Is what I'm saying. Like, do you have to sort of, like, give them a, like... Hey, we're in, uh, um, I don't know, gang stuff now. And they just come out and, like, looking like retribution or something. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, like, a complete overhaul? Because this is what they buy into as men, like, as people. Yeah. And the whole point is, like, yourself turned up to 11. So this is the best version of the thing they do. And yet, fans aren't really responding. Mm. So long answer to your short question, TV rather than Elimination Chamber. But the match, like, it'll be really good, but not as good as people want if you're not investing in the Viking Raiders. Like, it'll be hard-hitting. But you could really do with them getting some proper heat. And I think we know they're going to lose because they're keeping Drew and uh, James potentially strong for WrestleMania. Exactly. If you don't do Brock, you're going to do a triple threat with Gunther. I don't see how they get the heat. You could beat them down. They knocked them out of a tournament, for Christ's sake. They were the heavy favourites, Drew and Sheamus. Viking Raiders took them out of a tournament. And then they came out last week and still nobody gave a toss. Yeah, we're, Like you're saying, we're, we're, it's getting into crunch time now. WrestleMania's yeah. at the start of April, very start of April, late March. No, let's start of April, first and second, I believe, off the top of my head. Um... Chamber, like you say, is next Saturday. You're kind of either in that bubble or you're not now, aren't you? Yeah. Or what is it the Americans say? Is that, uh, speaking of bubble, it's like, he's on the bubble. Is that like when somebody's going to be included or not in like an NFL mm. team or something or some bollocks about American sport? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And and I forgot about the uh, the Mad Six woman that could be announced. That's a Chamber match for me. Yeah. If uh, anybody hasn't seen, there's possibility of damage Katara versus Becky Lita and Trish. Uh -huh. Oh my God, knock yeah. the button. <laughs> Uh, so that'd be pretty good. Um, right. There's a tendency um, on the internet to snitch tag people. I'd like to make a personal plea that no one needs to tag one of my best friends, Stu Bennett, in this, okay. a.k.a. Wade Barrett, because I'm not saying could Pat McAfee return because I want Stu off there, mm -hmm. Wade off there, um, because I think he's done a stellar job on commentary. Yeah. Uh, I think there's always going to be a place for him, obviously, on NXT. I think if... Pat comes back and they would go, we want you there, then obviously Wade could easily slot back into NXT. But I think I like him on the main roster as a commentator. I like him a hell of a lot more than Corey Graves, got to be perfectly honest. I like him on SmackDown. I like Booker T on NXT. I like things the way they mm. are currently. But the only reason I ask, could Pat McAfee return, is this weekend it's the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. American football. Football. SEO. Yep. Thoughts? Or do they have a match between Pat McAfee and Wade Barrett at WrestleMania for the right to commentate on SmackDown? Completed it. Look, all I know is that Pat McAfee once kicked a ball so hard that fireworks went off. Like, do you remember there were pyro noise at WrestleMania? How much money did they make in those reports that I don't 
really care about. You know, and they're like, we've made 28 billion and it's, it's like the last 11% on that. And I'm like, well, congratulations. Yeah. As long as you're not like, you know, in the toilet and oh mm. God, I'm going to lose my wrestling company. <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be money there to pay Jack White. Get the fucking White oh Stripes back. Yes. It was the, it was the like, thing on night two of WrestleMania, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, apart from me stealing a child's belt and telling him to acknowledge the tribal chief. <laughs> yes. Yes, and very and much the, that. And the Vince bumps. After the fact, I think those were the three things that people... But I'm just thinking, yeah. There's Super a, there's a mini weekend. match in there. Yeah. I, like, maybe a guest spot, Pat McAfee. Maybe he maybe he guest commentates on something and draws the ire of somebody, and that becomes the first sign of the WrestleMania match that they... Like, you assume he's on the whiteboard. He feels like one of the names that they would have against someone at WrestleMania, Pat McAfee, so... You could set it up tonight by literally having Pat McAfee return a la the Royal Rumble... Join commentary, and it's to be a little bit awkward of like, you know, you know, he's Cole's bestie, but yeah, Wade's done a, a brilliant job. Wade is fantastic. You're pitching Wade's return here, is that what you're saying? I'm always pitching Wade's return. Yeah. He's not posting those, he's posting those videos on Twitter. I'm fairly certain. You remember the, and it's Rebecca Vardy's account, right? Yeah, remember that. I reckon there is a chance, right, that he has limited his tweets so that only I see <laughs> every time he's clanging and banging. And I'm like, I get it. You're in great shape. You've always been in great shape, Wade. But you know what you're doing when you're posting, you lifting 800 pounds or whatever three weeks before the Royal Rumble. You know what you're doing to me. Don't give me hope, okay? Don't. I got it then. So we're lying at WrestleMania, apparently. <laughs> right, Wade's getting the Nexus back together to try and take down Pat McAfee. Boom! So tonight, Pat McAfee comes out, big entrance, Pyro and Ballyhoo, the, the blue carpet is rolled out for him, etc. Michael Cole's buzzing to see him. He's like, kind of like, all of a sudden, Wade's feeling like the third, third wheel. Like the, you know. And, uh, Move over, Wade! Yeah, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, how can I not be here? It's the Super Bowl this weekend. It's the biggest game in world football. He's, he's like, oh, I thought you were talking about Preston North End away to Burnley <laughs> on Saturday. It is kind of meaningless because Burnley have already got the championship sewn up, but I'm glad that you're showing some profile on it, Pat. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, you dumb limey? And then he uh, kicks his, uh, he punts a football in Wade's groin like Hans Moorman in The Simpsons. Brilliant. And then Wade has to obviously leave commentary. And that's how you set him on the road to WrestleMania. Tick. Tick, done it. Uh, no reason for me suggesting Pat McAfee could return tonight, by the way. I'm just, we're just thinking about it. You're just really hyped for the Super Bowl. daydreaming about Pat McAfee and Wade Barrett in the office this morning. Who's on the uh, halftime show this year? Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Good. They've had some brilliant halftime shows yeah. a while back. Um, a new artist that I was listening to a lot last year that you may not have heard of, a guy called The Weeknd, did it a few years back. I'm aware of his word. And I think last year was the one where it was like, okay, I mean, Rihanna's sensational, but last year was one where it was like, Guys, guys, you've kind of, you know, like WrestleMania 17, you were like, cool, this is the peak. This is the yeah, end yeah. of everything. They uh, maxed out. They were like, okay, we've had, um, you know, Bruno Mars, oh, we've yeah, had Coldplay, we've had Beyonce, we've had all these people. What if we get uh, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, yeah. Dre, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar? Like, it was ridiculous. It was like Raw Reunion booking, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, they're all just backstage at a badly lit party, but this badly lit party is a Super Bowl. So good. Yeah, but it's yeah. funny that. Yeah, um, Super Bowl on Sunday, of course, uh, and I'm not here on Monday. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> yeah, we're reviewing and previewing the Super Bowl. Yeah, is that Oh, there? God. Yeah, that's a point. This SmackDown uh, has added heft because potentially Sidgwick might have to watch it to talk about it with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about something we uh, alluded to last week, and uh, I want to give a massive shout-out to Tomo at... 
Tom It's Co. That's T-H-O-M-I-T-S-C-O. Do you remember us talking about WWE Wacky Races? <laughs> I could, couldn't forget it. It's all I've thought about all week. That, like, it's funny because there's two things I've thought about this week. WWE Wacky Races and Mountain Dew Pitch Black. <laughs> and that's because Jeff Raidmaker was a legend that sent us a bunch of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I've been drinking it every day. Yeah. I think I'm in trouble. I think my <laughs> stomach is bleeding. But, um, aye, the whole point of that coming up was because we basically loved the corporate synergy of the Bray Wyatt character effectively being a sandwich board this time around. Mm -hmm. And we were looking for ways to incorporate that into his WrestleMania program on what happened to be the week that uh, NASCAR decided it was in the f***ing judgment day. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, naturally, we we arrived at Wyatt Wacky Races. So, uh, oh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to the brilliant uh, Daz Pepper, who has provided me with the Zubars that I'm wearing no, on today's Zubars. podcast. You, I, like, you just check out today's news if you want to see what I'm talking about. Zubars brand, when you just pull that out there, like encourages one to f- one's eyes to venture south, shall we say? Like, oh, there's Zubars label. I, I'm just staring at his crotch now. Mm, literally, Sidgwick uh, walked into work this morning as I was nipping out to get a coffee, and I just spread my legs and went, "Where?" <laughs> best starts of the day ever. Anyway, so yeah, Tomo tweeted tweeted us, and I've I've hidden this from you all week. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Aye. How do you want to How do you want to do this? Um, in terms of, do you want me to give you a wrestler, and then you guess the the, the character in Wacky Races, the, the, or do you want me to just run through? I, I want to run through because I remember watching Wacky Races, but I'm like everybody else. There's only really Dick Dastardly, Dick Dastardly, the uh, uh, Mutley, his dog. Yeah, and uh, that that. When I was younger, that girl who's kind of hot, actually. Penelope Pitstop. Penelope Pitstop. Um, okay. Tomo is, and I want to give credit to him again. At T-H-O-M-I-T-S-C-O. Um, I can't wait to actually have I've a I've liked this. this. So if you go on my yeah. Twitter, at Adam Wilborn, you can go on there and like I'll it. I'll retweet you when I get back in the office. Yeah. Uh, Tomo. So to run through, obviously, straight out of the gate, this Dick Dastardly and Mutley. Yep. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. Yep, perfect. Yeah. Uncle Howdy's got his hoo-hoo-hoo, which is a bit like Mutley's laugh. Next up, my, their words, not mine, okay, in terms uh-huh. of the creators of Wacky Races. The Slag Brothers, the ones who, you know, Captain yeah. Caveman. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the Viking Raiders, obviously. <laughs> Perfect. Um, two for two. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favourites from back in the day, mm-hmm. watching Wacky Races. It worked. We'd have to expand it a little bit, yeah. but I'll just, I'm just going to try and show you without showing you the, the team. So you remember the gruesome twosome? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. Well, uh, they're not the gruesome twosome anymore. There's more of them because they're in the <laughs> f***ing judgment day. Perfect. Not adding that to your swear account. Thank you, I, yeah, yeah. I drew that one out of you. <laughs> Tomo continues. Uh, what's what's his name? Hang on, sorry. I've got to try and work out what's on this. The, uh, is that it? Yeah, it is. Professor Professor Pat Pending, which sounds like a character we'd come up with someone when someone's finished. <laughs> he sounds like he's finished. But he's definitely not finished because it's Chad Gable. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for this content. Uh, right, what's this one? Hang on, I've, I've balls this up. I'll, I'll come back to that one. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned uh, the lovely Penelope Pitstop. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Stratton. Perfect, yes. Um, 
going to find the, the list of the other characters because it's really annoying me. Here we go. That's got to be... Names on it, dickheads. Uh, <laughs> least someone's done a list of least good to best good wacky racist <laughs> characters. Sorry. A shout out to Reddit. Here we go. Right. Um, the Army Surplus Special. Okay. Kind of an obvious one, that. Are we counting? One, two, no. three, four. She's not in the Marine Corps. Because this person... A bit like a tank, because tanks don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shossy Blackheart. Of course, of course. Uh, right, circling back to the uh, Red Max, who drove the Crimson Hay Baler. Mm-hmm. Gunther, obviously. Yep, Natch. <laughs> uh, obviously. In his best gear. And Hill Mob. Yep. Come on. And it was a bloodline. You're close. But it is, of course, Tony D ah, and the boys. You know, when he went for Tiffany Stratton, I realised he's including NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what are they called? Hang on. Um, Luke and Blubber Bear. Hang on, wait, I haven't written that swear down. Oh, bollocks, I'm going to have to find uh, that oh, later. Okay. Uh, Luke and Blubber Bear, who, of course, drove the Arkansas Chuggabug. Right. Ian <laughs> baby, to the moon. God, I've missed that. I was going to say, is he in last place? Because I haven't seen that guy for a long time. Peter Perfect, driving the Turbo Terrific. Oh, gl- like glossy baby face guy, isn't it? Guy. Mm. Cody Rhodes. Close. L.A. Nair. And finally, uh, Rufus Roughcut and Sawtooth. These lads here. Right? Them there. Right? Who drove the Buzzwagon, of course. <laughs> the, the little and large. Ridgeboarding on them, but close. Unfortunate losers for the tag team title match tonight on SmackDown. It's oh. Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Very good. What a thread. Tomo. Oh, my God. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? And the icing on the cake, just for you, Tomo. Bingo! You nailed it. Yeah. Perfect. Smash that. Perfect, Tomo. That's great. So, yeah, um, Papa Edge, do with that what you will, but we've booked you... Sponsored content for WrestleMania weekend. Everything I've said. Also, Gunther's now not apparently in a match with Brock Lesnar because he's busy racing a car. Yeah, everything I've said at the start of this podcast, crediting you for doing some long-term storytelling. Tear it up and do wacky races. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of right now tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, you've got the Rampage preview coming your way later on today. And, of course, WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz. Um, but for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Daz Pepper, Tomo, and, of course, Stephen Hodges. Thank you, Michael Hamflet, for joining me, as always. And thank you for joining us yet again. <laughs> You are like, like, just I love this bloody podcast. It's my yeah, favourite on this. What a load of bollocks. The Zubaz that you're wearing, for those that haven't seen the news yet, are blue as well. So they're in keeping with the theme exactly. of the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Friday Zubaz. I'm going to bring your red ones in on Monday. Just realised that uh, Penelope Pitstop's car is called the Compact Pussycat. So do with that what you will. <laughs> right, thanks to Havlet. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. <laughs> do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. 
And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.